Blessings to you and welcome to August 16th. We're on day 227 of the year. This is Bible in a Year with Bill. Today, we're going to be reading a new book out of the Old Testament. We're going to read the short one-chapter book of Obadiah in the Old Testament. Now, Obadiah prophesies judgment against Edom for her violence against Israel, promising that God will restore his people. As we read this book, let's remember that no one can fight against God's people and hope to win in the end. The final victory belongs to Christ and his church. So we're going to read that chapter, that Obadiah single chapter book, and we're going to finish off today's reading with Psalm 111. So let's get right into it. The Book of Obadiah Obadiah's message to Edom from God, the Master. We got the news straight from God by a special messenger sent out to the godless nations. On your feet prepare for battle. Get ready to make war on Edom. Listen to this, Edom. I'm turning you to a no account, the runt of the godless nations despised. You thought you were so great, perched high among the rocks, king of the mountain, thinking to yourself, nobody can get to me, nobody can touch me. Think again. Even if, like an eagle, you hang out on a high cliff face, even if you build your nest in the stars, I'll bring you down to earth. God's sure word. If thieves crept up on you, they'd rob you blind, isn't that so? If they mugged you on the streets at night, they'd pick you clean, isn't that so? Oh, they'll take Esau apart, piece by piece, empty his purse and pockets. All your old partners will drive you to the edge, your old friends will lie to your face. Your old drinking buddies will stab you in the back, your world will collapse. You won't know what hit you, so don't be surprised, it's God's sure word. When I wipe out all sages from Edom and rid the Esau mountains of its famous wise men, your, he- your great heroes will desert you, Timan. There will be nobody left in Esau's mountains. Because of, the, because of the murderous history compiled against your brother Jacob, you will be looked down on by everyone. You'll lose your place in history. On that day you stood there and didn't do anything. Strangers took your brother's army into exile. Godless foreigners invaded and pillaged Jerusalem. You stood there and watched. You were as bad as they were. You shouldn't have gloated over your brother when he was down and out. You shouldn't have laughed and joked at Judah's sons when they were face down in the mud. You shouldn't have talked so big when everything was so bad. You shouldn't have taken advantage of my people when their lives had fallen apart. You of all people should not have been amused by their troubles, their wrecked nation. You shouldn't have taken the shirt off their back when they were knocked flat, defenseless. And you shouldn't have stood waiting at the outskirts and cut off refugees and traitorously turned in helpless survivors who had lost everything. God's judgment day is near for all the godless nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. What you did will boomerang back and hit your own head. Just as you partied on my holy mountain, all the godless nations will drink God's wrath. They'll drink and drink and drink. They'll drink themselves to death. But not so on Mount Zion. There's respite there, a safe and holy place. The family of Jacob will take back their possessions from those who took them from them. 
That's when the family of Jacob will catch fire. The family of Joseph become fierce flame, while the family of Esau will be straw. Esau will go up in flames, nothing left of Esau but a pile of ashes. God said it, and it is so. People from the south will take over the Esau mountains. People from the foothills will overrun the Philistines. They'll take the farms of Ephraim and Samaria, and Benjamin will take Gilead. Earlier, Israelite exiles will come back and take Canaanite land to the north at Zarephath. Jerusalem exiles from the far northwest in Sepharad will come back and take the cities in the south. The remnant of the saved in Mount Zion will go into the mountains of Esau and rule justly and fairly, a rule that honors God's kingdom. Psalm 111 Hallelujah! I give thanks to God with everything I've got, wherever good people gather and in the congregation. God's works are so great, worth a lifetime of study, endless enjoyment. Splendor and beauty mark His craft, His generosity never gives out. His miracles are His memorial, this God of grace, this God of love. He gave food to those who fear Him. He remembered to keep His ancient promise. He proved to His people that He could do what He said, hand them the nations on a platter, a gift. He manufactures truth and justice. All His products are guaranteed to last, never out of date, never obsolete, rust-proof. All that He makes and does is honest and true. He paid the ransom for His people. He ordered His covenant kept forever. He's so personal and holy, worthy of our respect. The good life begins in the fear of God. Do that and you'll know the blessing of God. His hallelujah lasts forever. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful psalm. The psalmist develops his theme very specifically here. Our compassionate and gracious Lord has expressed himself by helping his people, by providing a daily supply of food, by remembering his covenant and keeping his promises to make them victorious in conquest, by bequeathing to them the heathen lands around them, by revealing his power. And wonder of wonders, when they continue to grumble and complain against him, he provided a way back to him a plan of redemption and forgiveness. My Lord is no less active in my life today. He provides for my basic needs, food, shelter, clothing, by allowing me to serve Him through meaningful and fulfilling work. He has blessed me with rich personal relationships with my family and intimate friends to guide me in facing the hassles of daily living. He has sent His Holy Spirit, and I find myself clinging to Him every day. The conclusion of this psalm reminds me of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It seems that following His precepts in obedience should be the obvious outcome of my gratitude for all He's done for me. I pray that You will fill me, Lord, with an awesome respect for You, so that it will be the most natural thing in the world to obey Your rules for right living. Today's devotion was written by Don Weirdson. Thank you, my friends, for joining me today, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care now.